Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Answers at the Point podcast. I am your host, Tyler Aaron. If you want to follow me on Instagram or Twitter, it is at TylerAaron65. Or you can follow the show's Instagram or Twitter at PenguinsFan65. And in today's episode, we are going to be looking at reviewing the Penguins at Buffalo Sabres game that took place on Saturday, October 1st. In the second segment, we are going to be looking at the game preview between the Penguins at the Detroit Red Wings that will be play will be taking place at 7.30 tonight. And we will wrap up this episode of uh, some Penguins roster cuts to their training camp roster and who will be that Penguins 12th forward. And that is all coming up right after this intro. Alright, Yens, welcome back to this episode of the Injures at the Point podcast. I'm going to go ahead and jump right into the first segment here of reviewing the Penguins at Buffalo Sabres game that took place at the Key Bank Center in Buffalo, New York. Um, it was a 1 o'clock game on October 1st. Um, so I'm going to go right ahead and get in, into uh, the scoring summary. So... Uh, in the first period, there was actually no goal scored in the first period, which was really nice. Um, in the second period, Victor Olison scores 12 minutes and 14 seconds into the second period with assists by Dylan Cousins and Peyton Krebs eight and at 18.22 of the second period. Tage Thompson nets one with an assist by Chase Prisik. And then in the four in the third period, um, eighteen minutes and twenty four seconds in, Drake Kajula scores with the goalie pulled, with assists by Valtteri Pustinen and Kasperi Kapanen, and then uh, with twenty seven seconds left to go of the game, or twenty three seconds actually. I'm sorry. Uh, Jack Quinn scores an empty net goal with an assist by Tage Thompson and Victor Olison, and the Buffalo Sabers get a three to one victory over the Penguins. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and name the three stars of the game. Uh, third star of the game, Victor Olison, one goal, one assist. Second star of the game, Tage Thompson, one goal, one assist. And uh, the first star, uh, Buffalo Sabers goaltender Uka Pekka Lukanen. Uh, making 32 saves with a .970 save percentage. Moving on over to the penalties. Um, a lot of penalties here in this game. In the first period, 8 minutes and 2 seconds in, Jeremy Daves from the Buffalo Sabres gets 2 minutes for slashing Nathan Legere. And Nathan Legere gets 2 minutes for slashing on Jeremy Daves. 10.48 into the first period, uh, Penguins defenseman Xavier Hallett gets two minutes for cross-checking Peyton Krebs. In the second period, seven minutes and two seconds in, Anders Bjork takes two minutes for cross-checking Mark Friedman. 
7 minutes and 27 seconds into the second, redeems the Hornet, takes a 2 minutes for high sticking Jeremy Daves, and then literally right when redeems the Hornet gets back out of the box uh, at 10.09, and he takes another penalty for holding J.J. Paterka. And then at 15.15, the Sabres, J.J. Paterka, uh, 2 minutes for... Uh, four minor on Jamie Devane is what it says. Okay, and then in the third period, three minutes and twelve seconds in, Corey and Donovinsky takes two minutes for minor on Matthew Savoy. Eight minutes and twenty-five seconds in, Drake Cajola takes two minutes for holding Brett Murray. Twelve minutes and fifty-eight seconds in, Corey and Donovinsky for the Penguins takes two minutes for hooking Linus Westbach. So that's two in the same period for Corey and Donovinsky. And the last one coming at 1530 with the Buffalo Sabres. Vinny Henestroza, two minutes for hooking Valtteri Pustinen. Um, so I'm going to go over little team stats here. So shots on goal for the Sabres, 35 shots, four hits, 32 face-offs won with a 56.1 face-off win percentage. Six power play opportunities, zero goals, zero percent on the power play, zero shorthanded goals, four total penalties, eight penalty minutes, ten block shots, two takeaways, and seven giveaways. For the Penguins, 33 shots on goal, eight hits, 25 faceoffs won, 43.9% uh, faceoff win percentage. Three power play opportunities, zero power play goals, zero power play percentage, zero shorthanded goals, seven total penalties, 14 penalty minutes, nine block shots, two takeaways, and five giveaways. Um, I'm going to give my thoughts here now on the game. So basically, the Penguins just have to stop taking penalties. We are on the penalty kill way too much. The Penguins were one of the top teams in the league who didn't take penalties. I mean, John Cooper, the Tampa Bay Lightning last season, said that um, it was frustrated because the Penguins just simply don't take penalties, which is always um, a good thing. But so far this preseason, it's just been penalties and penalties and the Penguins' power play, too, just Passing the puck too much. That's all I got to say. We're getting a little fancy with it, making those extra passes. Um, I know players. I know Crosby, Latang, Rust, uh, Malkin. They all force the puck. They try to go for those one tees. Um, again, on the power play, you just have to shoot the puck and not pass it 60 times and waste all your chances on your power play. So, again, it's frustrated. Um, penalty kill, um, it was okay in this game, but hasn't been the greatest at all yet in this preseason. So, again, I don't know uh, what Mike Vellucci is going to do with the special teams and Todd Reardon. Um, I guess we'll just wait and see uh, when the Penguins play the Coyotes uh, next Thursday and see what, you know, how the team does uh, for opening night so um, Tristan Jari played a heck of a game too even though only giving up the two goals um, 
in the game, he stood on his head for Pittsburgh. I mean, the shots was it was a two shot difference. Buffalo had thirty five, Penguins had thirty three. So again, Tristan Jari, he just made those timeless saves. He looks really well, really good. Um, so it, you just gotta wait and see how it uh, performs. Uh, Tristan Jari had over a 940 save percentage in this game, which is really good. It's always good to see that coming out of your starting goaltender. Now, fairly, the Penguins didn't play all of their starters. They had a few of them. So did the Sabres. They played most of their prospects. We played most of our Wilkes-Barre guys. So, again, it's preseason. It doesn't matter. We shouldn't be hitting the panic button right now. Um Next two preseason games versus Detroit and Buffalo again. It should be the Penguins' dress rehearsals, so uh, there really shouldn't be an excuse for not winning those games at all. So, and then if you tried watching on AT&T Sportsnet, I don't know if you saw, but there was a little bit of a power outage there at uh, the Key Bank Center, and uh, you couldn't watch the Penguin game till there was like halfway through the first period or over halfway. So, again, it was frustrating. Had to rely on Twitter, you know, just keep on checking the Twitter and listening to uh, the radio broadcast that um, Steve Mears uh, provided and Bob Berry. Um, again, so the Penguins fall to 1-3 and three in the preseason, which, again, it doesn't really matter. It's just preseason hockey. But, again... That is going to do it with this first segment of reviewing the Penguins versus Sabres game. Uh, so coming up in the next segment, we will look at the game preview between the the Penguins at the Red Wings. That takes place tonight at 7.30. So that is all coming up right after this break. All right, Jens, I am back. With this episode of the Answers at the Point podcast, I'm going to go ahead and jump right into the next segment. Uh, it's the game preview between the Penguins and the Detroit Red Wings that takes place tonight here in about an hour or so as I'm recording this. Uh, 7.30 puck drop at Little Caesars Arena. Um, again, uh, according to the Penguins broadcast schedule, there's no broadcast at all. You can only... Get updates on it on Twitter on the Penguins inside scoop and stuff. But it looks like now that the broadcast plans have changed for this, and you can watch this game on NHL Network or you can listen to it on 105.9 The X, which is always good. Um, I hate relying on Twitter to get my Penguin updates. So, again, that's always great to hear. So, I'm going to go ahead and jump right into the lineup. So I'm going to start uh, with the Detroit Red Wings lineup here. So forwards for the Red Wings, we have Zadina, Verana, Raymond, Suter, Rasmussen, Bergeron, Perron, Bertuzzi, Larkin, Bliss, Ernie, Kubalik, and Valeno. On defense, Mata, Edmondson, Sherratt, Heronik, Lindstrom, New Power, and Cider. And in goal for the Red Wings, um, Vili Husso and 
Okinawa as their backup tonight. So, again, the Red Wings have having a little bit of a dress rehearsal with uh, your notable your notable um, players like Bertuzzi, Larkin, uh, Raymond, Suter, Sedina, Mata, Sherratt, uh, Sider. Like those type of players, so a little bit of a dresser, so still got that mix of prospects uh, versus what the Penguins have on their side of things. So I'm going to go ahead and read the Penguins lineup now. Um, Jake Getzel, Sidney Crosby, Jason Zucker, Evgeny Malkin, Ricard Raquel, Brian Rust, uh, Danton Heinen, Brock McGinn, Ryan Pelling, Josh Archibald, Casperi uh, Kapanen and Sam Pullen on defense. Brian Dumoulin, Chris Letang, Marcus Pedersen, Jeff Petrie, Ty Smith, and Jan Ruda. And in goal, Casey the Smith will be starting, and uh, Lindbergh will be backing him up. So, uh, Rick, Tristan Jari was supposed to be starting this game, and the Smith backing him up, but. Jari is actually sick, so the Penguins called up from Wilkes-Barre, Philip Lindbergh, to back up today's game um, versus the Red Wings. So, again, with uh, this being said, projected lines for Pittsburgh, uh, first line being Getzel, Crosby, and Raquel, second line being Zucker, Malkin, and Rust, third line being... Heinen, uh, Pelling or Sam Pullen, whichever you choose, and Kapanen, and your fourth line being McGinn, again, Pull, Pelling or Pullen, and Josh Archibald. And then on defense, Dumoulin and Latang, Pedersen, Petrie, and Smith and Ruda, and then obviously to Smith starting in the cage in Philip Lindbergh, backing him up. So. Penguins, a little bit of a dress rehearsal here. Let's see um, what some of these players can do if they can make that 12th forward, such as Josh Archibald, uh, Ryan Pelling, and Sam Pullen. Those are pretty much your three main guys battling it out right now for that 12th uh, forward spot. So score prediction for this game. I'm going to take the Penguins on this one. I think it's going to be a relatively close game. I'm going to go Penguins 4-3 to with Red Wings goals being scored by uh, Mort Sider, um, Tyler Bertuzzi, and Dominic Kubalik for Detroit. And for the Penguins, I'm going to say goals scored by Raquel, um, Ryan Pelling, Danton Heinen, and I really think Ty Smith's going to get one. So 4-3 is my prediction for this game. And so I guess we'll just wait till the puck drops in an hour and we'll see what the Penguins can do over at Little Caesars Arena. So that is going to do it with this segment of the Yenzers at the Point podcast. So coming up in the final segment of this episode, we are going to look at the Penguins roster cuts and who will be the Penguins 12th forward or who I think will be the Penguins 12th forward. And that is coming up right after this break. All right. Welcome back in to this episode of the Yinzers at the Point podcast for the final segment of 
of today's episode, and that is the Penguins roster cuts and who will be the Penguins' 12th forward, or my thoughts on that. So on uh, Saturday, the Penguins uh, made a crap ton of roster cuts, uh, and they're down to 28 players now in the on the remaining training camp team. Uh, so the Penguins have sent down forwards Alex Nylander, Valtteri Pustenin, Drake Kajula, Philip Hollander, Jamie Devane, Kyle Olson, Nathan Ligure, Ravis Ansons, Corey Indonovinsky, and Drew O'Connor, along with defenseman Xavier Hallett. Colin Sawyer and Jack St. Ivy have been assigned to Wilkesbury, Wilkesbury's training camp. And uh, goaltenders Philip Lindbergh and Dustin Tokarski will also report to Wilkes-Barre. Um, now, uh, Philip Lindgren is back on the Penguins playing in the Red Wings game tonight, backing up Casey DeSmith. But, so the Penguins uh, training camp is down to 28, and now it is cut even more as uh, players such as Taylor Fadoon and Jonathan Gruden are off uh the training camp team and uh also additionally owen pickering and nolan collins have been sent back to their respective junior teams so as of right now the, that leaves the penguins with jake getzel Sidney crosby ricard raquel jason zucker evgeny malkin brian rust danton heinen jeff carter kasperi kapanen brock mcginn teddy bluger josh archibald sam Pullen, ryan pelling as your forwards, defensemen, Brian Dumoulin, Chris Letang, Marcus Pedersen, Jeff Petrie, Ty Smith, Jan Ruda, Chad Ruedel, Pierre Oliver-Joseph, and Mark Friedman, and in goal, Jari and DeSmith. So that's currently what the team is. Um, Redeem Zahorna is also in there too. Um, if you haven't seen, the Penguins decided to send him down through the waiver wire. And he got picked up by the Calgary Flames, which is very unfortunate. But, I mean, what are you going to do about it? So, um, I really thought Zahorna, Andrew O'Connor, really played the best in training camp to get that 12th forward spot. But, I guess the Penguins management seems otherwise. But, after this... The Penguins have five players left to figure out what to do with them. And they got to keep three, or excuse me, send three down or lose them through the waiver wire or and keep two with these five players. That is Sam Pullen, Josh Archibald, Ryan Pelling, Redeem Zahorna, which is who's gone, and POJ. So I'm going to move individually uh going through these players and who i think can uh have the best impact and has the best chance at making the uh 12th forward spot on this team so first up i'm gonna go ahead and start with sam pullen um i think he has the best chance at making this team um i uh originally put a poll on twitter uh, saying that um, who is more likely to be the Penguins' 12th forward for opening night, redeems a Horner or Drew O'Connor. 77% uh, 
said Drew O'Connor, and 23% said Redeem Zahorna. As you know, Redeem Zahorna is the Calgary Flame, and Drew O'Connor is in the AHL. So that can't really happen for opening night. So I have a new one of what player should be the Penguins 12th forward, Ryan Pelling, Josh Archibald, or Sam Pullen. Out of 118 votes, 69% said Sam Pullen had the best chance. Ryan Pelling had 27%, and Josh Archibald had 4%. That this just shows how much uh, Penguins fans are rooting for Sam Pullen. I'm rooting for Sam Pullen. Uh, if you missed uh, the episode I made that on Saturday, I'm pretty sure, I had an entire segment about the idea of Teddy Bluger being traded or leaving and having Sam Pullen being your new fourth-line center. I mean, the Penguins are using Sam Pullen as a center, so and the time's nigh for him. He's almost ready, even though uh, he played his first year in Wilkes-Barre last year. Um, 72 games, 16 goals, 21 assists, 37 points with a plus-minus and minus 8. Not the uh, best of numbers, but it also isn't the worst, especially for your first year in the AHL. But... Overall, you're going to gain a lot of youth out of Sam Pullen. I mean, you're already the oldest team in the NHL. So, and Sam Pullen, I mean, he he's pretty much ready to go. Um, he's played really well, you know, through uh, training camp and preseason. He's mostly stood out, and that's why he's still not been cut yet. I mean, it's just amazing. Um, next player I'm going to move on to is Josh Archibald. Um, he hasn't done anything in preseason or training camp. It was easily the worst signing the Penguins made this offseason. But it looks like he's going to make the team. It looks like that he could be on that opening night roster. I mean, he's getting paid 900 k for one year. And you usually do not pay age up players 900k. It just never happens. So it, you know, it hurts. But uh, just a a poor signing, I should say, especially for a guy who hasn't done anything. And again, that four percent only think that he should start. But Archibald, I mean, this is a second stint with the Penguins. He was drafted by Pittsburgh. I mean, we must have traded him for a reason. Peng, I guess Penguins management felt wrong, had to sign him again. And you just, I mean, you're just not getting results from Archibald like you thought you would. Now, he has scored uh, 10 plus goals before in a season, but he probably won't end up doing that again. So, I mean, it's just, it sucks because you could have had someone like. Uh, redeem Zahorna or Drew O'Connor playing, but you had to send them down and you end up losing Zahorna, which hurts. But, you know, uh, he, a team always can't make uh, good signings all the time. So, moving on uh, to Ryan Pelling. Um, I, he's my other favorite to uh, score... Uh, I do apologize. I just got a notification. Um, I've had a little bit of some issues 
but this episode's still recording during the Penguin game, and uh, Josh Archibald actually just scored a goal. Uh, so uh, I I don't know. I hope that's a sign that where I just go on a rant about Josh Archibald and how you know he shouldn't make the team and all, and he scores a goal. And it's 2 nothing Pittsburgh, and Brian Rust netted the first one. So... Moving uh, back over to Ryan Pelling, um, he's my other favorite to win this along with Sam Pullen. Um, he'd be great with Brock McGinn and Teddy Bluger on the fourth line. Um, he would fit well, and that also gives a guy like Danton Heinen the opportunity to play with Jeff Carter and Kasperi Kapanen. So, again, he, he, he's been okay in training camp in the preseason, um, but he's definitely better in way younger too than uh, Josh Archibald and I just think that he's the better well-rounded player so moving on uh, to the last one POJ Pia Zahorna we've already made a decision on um so with POJ I mean it's hard you have nine NHL caliber defensemen on this team um I'll go ahead and say them again those would be Dumoulin Latang. Pedersen, Petrie, Smith, Ruda, Ruedel, Joseph, and Friedman. I mean, that's a pretty darn good list. So the Penguins, it looks like we're going to lose a defenseman here. And to uh, put us back underneath the salary cap. I mean, we're 700 over right now, which isn't ideal. But you do have $1.9 in dead cap space because of the Jack Johnson contract. So... That, that contract's really hurting us right now, but you can't do nothing about it. I mean, I'm happy for Jack. He won a Stanley Cup in Colorado. I'm happy for him, but it's just that money could be really useful, and we could have got a a better forward um, with that cap that we had, and um, we wouldn't have to go out and spend 900 k on Josh Archibald or something, we could have used that money elsewhere. Without that dead cap, the Penguins would be a little over $1.1 million over the, uh, underneath the salary cap, which is pretty good because that's usually where the Penguins like to be is there. But with POJ, uh, the Penguins have offered POJ to all 31 teams. Uh, I made a tweet earlier today. My prediction is POJ will be moved by the end of the week. Um whether it's Vancouver or Toronto, just to name some teams. But, you know, it's hard. Or the Penguins could go a different route with this as well. And you'd have to waiver wire a guy like Chad Ruedel, Mark Freeman, those guys who's had the experience here in Pittsburgh and can really be a game changer for this team. And it just hurts of what bad signings can do to your team or signings that just doesn't go your well. I mean, the Penguins could put Josh Archibald on that list, but again, it's just, it's hard. Um, I mean, like, for example, Brock McGinn, 2.475 million, I think, for the next three or four seasons. I mean, not an ideal contract, but it's for a fourth liner, too, so... Again, there's nothing, again, that you can do about this. It's just, I, I wouldn't want to say poor management. It's just a 
bad decision. But, you know, I, I'm not going to rant on, you know, oh, Ron Hextall shouldn't be the Penguins general manager because he made a few bad signings. I mean, he locked up Malk and Latang, Raquel and Russ for a combined total of $22.5 million, which is absolutely insane. So, again, I do like what our management does. Um, you can't expect every team to make the right moves, the right signings like that. I mean, it happens, but, you know, you just got to live with it. But, you know, it could make or break the team this season, but the the Penguins have a chance to, you know, go far. They have that talent on their team. They're re-bolstered uh, defensive core. So, again, we'll just wait and see. Um, again, my favorite is Sam Pullen making that 12th forward spot, if not Ryan Pelling. Um, and then probably with the send down three, keep two, I would keep up Pelling and Pullen and send down Archibald and POJ and you already lost, uh, Zahorna. So again, so this is going to wrap up this episode of the Enders at the Point podcast. My next episode will be out on Friday, October 7th. That'll be the Penguins' last preseason game um, of the season. Um, they're playing the... They'll take on the Buffalo Sabres at the Paint Can at PPG Paints Arena. That is a 7 o'clock puck drop, and you can watch that game on AT&T Sportsnet. If you want to watch tonight's Red Wings game, um, that will be on NHL Network or 105.9 The X. So again, that is going to do it for this episode. I am your host, Tyler Aaron. Again, if you want to follow me on Instagram or Twitter, it is at TylerAaron65. Or you can follow the show's Instagram or Twitter at PenguinsFan65. And I am planning to have a YouTube out a YouTube channel out for the for this podcast to, you know, get more viewers or you know just to promote it more so again that is going to do it with this episode and i will talk to you all on friday